to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. You know it. You know it's an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. You know I don't take that for granted. You could be doing anything right now. I know even though sports is trying to crank back up right now, you could be doing that. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm Netflixed out. I'm Hulued out. I'm every streaming service out right now. I think I'm on the, the reruns even in my DVD collection right now. So you could be doing that, but you are here listening and joining this conversation on This Is A Day With Passed Away. And I really appreciate that. And for those of that joining us for the very first time, let me just tell you welcome welcome i don't take that for granted either just like with everybody else you could be doing anything there's so many shows you could be listening to but you decided to take a journey with us today and let me let you know what this show is all about this is a show is about discussing various topics that the church does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. It's amazing that uh, I had I did a Bible study for a small group uh, last night that wanted it. I know we're supposed to quote unquote social distance and all that kind of stuff, but they want the word. And so what do you do when people want the word? And I'm going to tell them, no, I'm not going to show up. And we went through Matthew 24 and, and, and had a good time. So, and we were, we got into a subject matter that the church, just when you talk about you can't talk about over the pulpit because people have questions people have concerns things like that and so that's what we do here also on this of the day where we can have a real conversation about stuff people just really don't want to talk about remember all of us no matter what we think feel or believe without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid and we can have a conversation freely here on this is the day with pastor way and you know there's a lot going on listen my marvin Gaye song is always in my head you know my jukebox uh, there's a jukebox in my head y'all you know uh, what's going on right now what's going on there's a lot going on right now we know rona man don't get me started on COVID 19 rona all that kind of stuff we got the social injustice thing uh going on against black people in america and it just gets people in general you know that the lack of respect that we have for each other is at an all-time high right now like when uh, you, i just told you that last night i did a bible study for a small group and in matthew 24 when it talks about the end times what would it look like things like that so people wanted to know how it related to the coronavirus and how we treat each other and all that kind of stuff and one of the scriptures said that because of the lawlessness and things going on that hearts would start to grow cold and that's what's happening right now hearts are starting to grow cold because of the separation because of the social distancing because of the division that is going on right now hearts are growing cold and even the church right now and you know i'm i got a thing right now with the church y'all and and i'm a pastor on staff and I got an issue with just church the way we've done it the way we are doing it i have problems with that 
because right now we're as a church body are are adding to the division and also the paralyzing state that people are in right now on how we treat one another i mean hearts are growing cold all over the church i'm not even talking about the world right now y'all i'm talking about in the church right now hearts are growing cold division you got leadership at each other's throats like that differences of opinion mass no mass oh my god y'all it's it's a terrible thing right now and it breaks my heart and i know it's got to be breaking God's heart right now. It's got to be breaking his heart right now. And here's the thing, even with God, there's nothing that surprises God. So it's not like this just came out of the blue. Like he just went like, oh, I can't believe this happened. No, he's even got to be sitting there going, wow, I've been pulling for him. We got Jesus on his right side uh, as the chief intercessor praying for us. And they probably both shaking their head like, I can't believe this right now. Why won't they rely on the word? Why won't they learn how to treat one another? Like I said, love me with all that you have. And then the second is just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Why can't they not do that? Well, we're going to get into that today, but let's review <clears throat> uh, episode 11 for those listening for the very first time. Listen. If you haven't listened uh, to this uh, conversation or joined this conversation uh, and haven't heard the previous conversations, go back and listen, because I'm telling you, it would bless your life right now because of the hearts are growing cold because of everything that's going on. People are tired. You, you know, I say uh, one of my favorite quotes from a movie, American president with Michael Douglas. Go check it out. If you have, he makes a statement. He says people don't drink the sand because they're thirsty. People drink the sand because they can't tell the difference. And right now, because people are tired right now, they can't tell the difference between water or the real word because they're tired, because they want to get back to their lives, because they're listening to the news. They're listening to Dr. Fauci, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. They listen to all the doctors instead of the head doctor, which is God his word that's supposed to be infallible see what happens ladies and gentlemen right now we don't have a referee we don't have a center of the wheel right now where do we go to when we come to that table to let's reason together we don't have none of that right now and it's affecting how we treat one another oh my goodness i think i don't have any friends right now y'all I, I think i've lost some friends right now I, already i'm only in the review now so let's review a little bit in episode 11, uh, we talked about uh, command 16, about accepting one another. And that's major right there. You're talking about Romans 15, 7, wherefore accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us to the glory of God. That's a big thing right now. We are not accepting each other at all. We got people on one side and the other side. Everybody got differences of opinion, but we aren't looking at the only opinion that matters, which is God's opinion. Oh my goodness, I'm in so much trouble right now. And then everybody want to hide behind God. Oh, or use scriptures. Like last night, I told you I did a Bible study, right? And you know, I told you that people are making me upset. These Christians that want to come to me, talk about Romans 13, submit to the authorities and the government and all that, blah, blah, blah. Great. So you know what I had the group at Bible study do? Since we want to use that scripture and use it right out of context and really hide behind that scripture, you know what I had them do? I said, somebody in here pull up the First Amendment of the Constitution right now. And I said, read it aloud. Do you know when they read it aloud and found out that because this is a constitutional right, that you can meet as long as it's peaceably? And they all went, 
I can't believe that. And I says, absolutely. So when the government tried to come in and tell you, you can't do that. And if you don't know your rights, you'll just sit there and listen. But then I had to tell them, I says, but this goes to those that's talking about submit uh, to the government. Well, this, the constitution is what everything is supposed to be centered around. And just like I told you about that uh, preacher, the the uh, pastor, uh, John MacArthur of Grace Community Church. Hey, I may not agree with a whole bunch of stuff that he does, but what he did was basically, when you talk about accept one another, he, he was just filming church online, just like everybody else. And then what happened? People started to get wind that he was filming service. So they were, you know what people try to do. They tried to sneak in, see what they could get away with. And they wanted to see it live. They wanted the fellowship. They wanted to touch each other. They wanted to be in proximity. So next thing you know, he hasn't, he's having full-blown service and he's not even inviting people. They're coming on their own. Then you, this is what he does. He didn't turn people away. He didn't, uh, 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 Oh boy, be a coward and hide behind a scripture. Oh, submit to all the laws of the land. Uh, in, in Romans 13, he didn't do that. You know what he did? He said, fine, I can't turn away people that want to come and hear the gospel. I can't turn away people that want to forsake not the assembly of themselves. I can't turn away people, but what I will do is I'll try my best to accommodate everybody. So you know what I will do? The people that want to come in fellowship, they're not really tripping about masks, no masks, fine. Then you can still come. The people that uh, do want to social distance still come and still wear a mask, but still want to come out of here to work, I'll set up a place for you. This is the example what we all should be doing instead of fighting each other and at each other's throat with the masked people over here and the no mask people over here and going back and forth. Why don't we just accept each other? Why don't we come to the table and reason together? One, one is no more right than the other. Oh my goodness, I am so in trouble. But you know what, I don't care. Because I'm only gonna tell you the truth. And remember what I tell you, listen, don't, you don't have to listen to Pastor Wayne at all. Listen, I'm only gonna set before you just like God set before you, life and death. You choose. Listen, you don't have to take my word for it, but I find it interesting that you'll take the CDC's word for it or Dr. Fauci's word for it, but you won't take God's word for it. Oh my goodness, I'm so in trouble again. Command 17 in our continuing in our review. We said, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Oh my goodness. I don't even want to do another conversation about that because that is a, another six-month conversation right now, being kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Ephesians 4.32, and it says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. What I find interesting, we, don't, we talk about, oh, Jesus, but we don't do what Jesus does at all. I've heard some people, some comments say, uh, when somebody tries to uh, say, well, Jesus did this, they says, well, we ain't Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Did you just say that? And you've been in church how long? And you got the nerve to tell somebody that? So now we ain't going to follow Jesus at all or his example. We just going to do us and self-preserve and hide. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Listen, if I'm not back, if y'all don't want to listen to me no more, listen, if I'm in trouble, let me know. Listen, we can pack it up. This could be the last show that we ever do. I'm just sorry, but... What kind of statement is that, y'all? Well, uh, that was Jesus. We just going to look at what he did, but we not going to do what he did. Yeah, yeah, we got that going on. Don't get me started on that. Remember, we said tenderhearted means compassionate, having inner emotions or affection. We also say forgiving uh, is grace. It means acting to grace toward one another, treating others as Christ 
treats us when we fail to forgive others. It means we are acting on a works basis and accepting others on the basis of their record. This hinders peace and unity in the body. This hinders that. And in turn, hinders the body capacity to minister to a hurting uh, uh, world with love and the grace of Christ. Okay. Y'all don't like that one either. Well, we also reviewed uh, and said in Command 18, we're talking about the ministry and its function. What do we say ministry? is just like minister. Minister means to service or render aid. Right now, we ain't servicing or render aiding nothing right now. Everybody is self-preservation. Let me look out for myself and my immediate family. That's it. And here's another sad part, y'all. When I told you I just did that Bible study last night, we got people in there hurt because mothers, now you know, my mom, you know, moms back in the day, you know, when I was growing up, mom, you could be coughing, sniffling, sneezing, vomiting, whatever. Mama was going to come in and take care of you. Mama had that thing like, listen, I don't care what you got. You my baby. I'm going to take care of you. Remember, I say hearts are growing cold. I had two people last night in there that were hurt because they mama said, don't even come around here because we social distance over here. Don't even come over here. And one of them needed a meal. One of them needed a hug. They just lost somebody in their family. But they mama, you know, mama don't tell their kids, no, don't come around here. They can't even get a hug because they want a social distance. Are you serious right now? This is where we've gone to in the world where even mama won't even let you come around because Dr. Fauci and the CDC said so? Are you serious right now? This is where we are. And you think that's God. Come on now, I don't care if the bishop of the bishop, you can give me a call, I'm at Real Pastor Wade. Way to spell W-A-I-D, you can find me. If you wanna contest me on that, if you wanna give me that little raggedy scripture about submit to the government, are you serious right now? When love conquers all, where love covers a multitude of sin, come on now, y'all. If we are gonna use the scripture in context, let's use it right. And now I'm back. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it real with y'all, y'all. Look, listen, if y'all don't want me to keep it real, if you want to keep drinking the sand, go ahead and drink sand. That's fine. But I'm just offering you the water. And it's not my water. It's the living water. Remember, we keep everything 100 here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. We keep everything in context. Listen, do I say I'm right about everything? Absolutely not. <clears throat> Absolutely not. I would never tell you that. Do I say I'm the one to know all is all? Absolutely not. Am I the one telling you that I'm the only one that got a direct line to God right now? Absolutely not. Not even would even remotely say that. But what I am saying, if we just really look at the way God said do it, and if we really to apply it to this moment, I'm telling you the church can regain its power. I'm telling you, the church can regain its authority that we were meant to have. I'm telling you, we can move into a next dimension right now. Matter of fact, God could actually use his church to save the world. Oh, man, wouldn't that be lovely if we just stop being at each other's throats right now? If we just stop uh, uh, drawing the lines in the sand, why can't we just reason together? You know why black lives matter? This lives matter. None of that will matter. All of that don't matter is because we can never be in agreement because all the parties will not come to the table and reason together. That's why black lives matters is a waste of time. It, because nobody will come to the table. We All we want to do, we're excited about just protesting. 
We're just excited about expressing our feelings. We're not excited back about actually doing the work and, and doing the action. We're not never, we're never excited about that. All right, I know I'm in so much trouble, but you know what, we gonna keep, I'm gonna see how much trouble, let's play a game. Let me see how much trouble Pastor Wade can get into. Let's keep going on a review. We said command 18, serve one another. Oh my goodness, we know there's no serving going on right now. We're zooming. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that slipped out. We zoom in right now. We're doing a lot of that. Are we doing a lot of online? We're doing that. We we keeping our social distancing. We doing all of that. that but we're not really serving one another. Uh, you remember I mentioned last time in our conversation, ain't no hospital ministry going on right now. No, no. Even though the hospitals won't let you in, but ain't nobody trying anyway. Somebody in the hospital needs somebody's touch right now. Somebody right now is waiting for the God that's inside of them to come by and walk by their room right now to pray and lay hands on them right now. But because of self-preservation, because of the spirit of fear right now is ruling our nation right now. No one would do it. Somebody right now is crying out right now. They're saying, God, please deliver me, help me, uh, uh, heal me right now. And God is going, man, I just can't seem to find anybody that's available. Uh-oh, 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 I can't hear them because their mask is on. Uh-oh, they're trying to praise me. They're trying to ask me for something, but they're not really asking in faith. Uh-oh. Oh, boy, I'm so going to leave that alone. Galatians 5.13 said, for you were called to freedom. Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Listen, for you were called to freedom. Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Where's the love? Where's the service? Where's the rendering aid to one another? Which is what a minister is. Which is we all are ministers in some way, shape, or form. We are supposed to deliver the gospel to one another. God's love. We are an extension of God's hand. That's what we're supposed to connect with each other. So somebody can experience that through us. Oh my goodness, somebody upset with me right now, but I got to keep going. First Peter 4.10, it says, as each one has received a special gift, employ it uh, in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold of grace of God. Command 19 says, we talked about live and work as members of one another. We all, that was also in Romans 12, 4 through 8. So that is bringing everybody up to speed on the conversation that we had previously uh, in episode 11. This is episode 12. And you know, for all my first time people, we have a tradition around here. Listen, we like to take off in this plane together. And you know, like they do when you get on the plane, they say, listen, make sure your seat and tray tables are the upright position. And we also say on this show, listen, if you feel any turbulence, that's God shaking everybody at the very root of what does not belong on this plane. Look at your neighbor that's with you. If you're watching with somebody or listening with somebody, hey, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. Let's, I want to start this conversation just asking a couple of questions, you know, especially to those that have listened uh, to the first 11 uh, episodes of this. Let, let's, let's ponder these questions. Uh, are you committed to the one another principle? Listen, when you talk about, uh, they say, hey, wait, why don't you give us some solutions? Okay, well, let me ask a question <laughs> and let's see where we go from there. Are you committed to the one another principle? To loving one another? How to treat one another? Because you know how we treat one another as they say in a quote unquote 
golden rule. You know, there's 10 commandments, but Jesus narrowed them down to two. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So my question to everybody that is opposing and mad at Pastor Wade right now is, are you committed to that? I'm just asking. Next thing, if not, will you commit yourself to becoming to a one another believer? So listen, if you're not committed to it, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to look at it? Are you willing to come to the table and reason together? Let's figure some things out. Not with what you heard, not based on your fear. It's okay to be afraid though. There's a difference between being afraid and have a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear means you're governed by it, that, that that is how you're ruled, that is how you operate. Being afraid is okay because even Jesus said, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. So listen, there's a difference between that. But some people are, are beyond afraid right now. Some people have moved from beyond afraid to the spirit of fear. And now it governs them. And now the spirit of fear is really in the church right now. I Man, I promise you, there's a difference between being afraid and the spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear is in the church right now. I know somebody's upset with me. Somebody just said, not in my church. Yes, your church too, as you're sitting there with your mask on on your Zoom call. I'm going to leave that alone. Next thing. Also, here's another thing. If you don't want to come to the table or you're uh, not a believer of the one and other principle, why don't you make a list of one another verses, review them periodically as a reminder. So listen, if, if you're not there yet, why don't you look up all one another's? There's 59 of them, one another verses. So there's 59 one another's. If you're from the old Baptist church, y'all know old school, listen, some Baptist church starts off with the 59 one another's, how we treat one another. So look those up. There's 59 of them. Go through them. Put them on your wall. Put them inside your Bible. Do that. Maybe that'll help you out. Next thing, why don't you ask God to make you uh, sensitive to those around you and enable you to apply these verses in your life and growing in your commitment to care for one another. Oh my God. Isn't that a novel idea? So if you're not committed to the one another principle, you're not a believer in it, if you not want to make a list of them and review them, why don't you ask God to make you sensitive to it? You know, that's one of the things that's missing right now is the sensitive sensitivity to one another right now. Everybody just are stuck and resolute in their own opinion. And when you talk about this is the uh, land of the free, quote unquote, and the home of the brave. And now everybody's okay with taking each other's rights away because they feel a certain way about this, because they've heard stories, not witnessed anything, they've heard stories. And then some of the stories that were told to them were lies, but they don't wanna admit that. They don't wanna talk about uh, the numbers. They don't wanna talk about anything. Then they wanna make these people wrong over it that say basically, you know, we see what you guys are saying, but we just don't believe all that and both of us should be able to go, and that's okay. Listen, why don't you stay over there and you kick it over there with your crew? I'm gonna stay over here and kick it with, with my crew. Matter of fact, while everything's shut down, I'm just gonna use some of the freedoms that normally I wouldn't do. I might as well use them right now since everybody's in the house. I might as well go outside and take advantage. Oh boy. Next thing, you may wanna say, when faced with attitudes and feelings that hinder care and concern for others, replace them uh, with a commitment to minister to others. Man. There ain't no ministering right now. I saw that last night in a Bible study. I mean, they were so happy. I mean, do you know we really, we just read the Bible, y'all. Like, I didn't even, I, I, I did it this way on purpose with them. I didn't give them a sermon or nothing. I just said, let's read the Bible. 
and we just going to exergeat what we read. How's that? And we read Jesus's words in Matthew 24. We did it from uh, Matthew 24, uh, the third verse to the 26th verse, because they're all associated with the end times in the beginning. They wanted to know how it was related to COVID. And all we did was go from scripture to scripture. And then I says, what are you, what do you hear? What do you see? And I was just helping them understand. That's all I did. So they can't come say to me, oh, you know, Pastor Wade gave us interpretation. Listen, this is what Jesus said. Don't listen to me. This, this is what Jesus said. And just like I tell you on the show, you don't have to listen to me. Just go to the word. See, the word is the center. See, I'll sit down with anybody that wants to do the word. Not like we two Jedis with lightsabers and we just go going at it and we just want to see who's smarter and all that. No, if you want to win your brother over, we got to use the word. We got to use it the way God says use it. We can't make people wrong for where they're at. People's feelings are where they are. That's where they are. So whatever they're expressing right now, we got to be okay with where they are. Just because they don't believe what you believe doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't even make you more right. <laughs> oh man, I'm so in trouble. So let's talk about uh, God's call to Christ-likeness. You know, because this is major when you're talking about how we treat uh, one another. Uh, this is a study we found that the one another injunctions or commands or statements of scripture fall into two categories. Those that deal with attitudes. Remember I said attitude will determine your altitude. People's attitude are horrendous right now. And those that deal with actions uh, that because they are so closely related. So attitude and actions are closely related. Matter of fact, uh, whatever, if you have a good attitude, it's going to come out into your actions. If you have a bad attitude, that's going to come out into your actions. So they are very closely related. In fact, we are told in scripture to have the same mind with one another, which is essentially the mind of Christ. This is not simply so we can be nice, quote unquote, to one another, but so that in our love for one another, we can also become a united and effective body of work in God. Also, to be like Jesus, people, we must also have the mind of Jesus. This is vital to our ability to respond to God's call. Listen, that having that mind of Jesus is, is, is major because right now, based on people's actions, they don't have the mind of anything but their own. They don't have the mind of anything but whatever the news says. They don't have the mind of anything but what Black Lives Matter says. They don't have the mind of anything but what Dr. Fauci said. They don't have the mind of anything but what the CDC said. They only have the mind, they only they have the mind of what TT and them, their cousin and them say. That's the only mind they have. But do not have the mind of Christ, which is missing because it's affecting how we treat one another. Understand this, the church must come to understand uh, who it is and why it is here and then become united, become united, become united in the purpose of that understanding. Listen, y'all. We've been having this Bible. We got churches all over, mega churches to small churches. We got this manual, this instruction. We got this last will and testament of our God. And yet we do not go in there and use that as the center. Why? See, the first thing we got to meditate on God's word, which gives us strength and courage to obey God's call in a nation that has lost its way. We have lost our way as a nation. We have lost our way as the body of Christ, y'all. I've been saying for years, the church is off message. 
The church is not ministry anymore, it's magistry. The church is about, well, let's make sure the music is right, not the word is right. Oh my goodness. The church is about, I need a, a seat of honor. The church is about become all of that. The church is about, and don't preach uh, words that are convicting or don't preach words uh, when you talk about repentance or holiness or things like that because that doesn't keep the tithes and offerings rolling through. We got to preach faith and prosperity and things like that. Name it and claim it. You're going to make it if you do it. That, that's what we're preaching right now. We're so off message right now. And the only thing any church should be preaching at this moment in time, right now, it needs to be some about love. It needs to be something about unity. It needs to be something about faith. It definitely needs to be something about end times right now in this dispensation. It needs to be one of those right now. It needs to be one of those. Anything outside of that, that that's a great sermon. But right now, we need some unity. We need some love. Uh, oh, peace. We need to put peace in there somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some about end times. We, we, those are the sermons. Those are, if you want to talk about what the word should be going forth right now, when you talk about in the body, that should be it. I'm just saying, listen, I could be wrong. But every, every, every time I look at the word, and you know, my pastor always said, make sure you have like five, uh, like three to five sermons ready to go, just in case he calls on you to uh, preach, uh, maybe because something happened or he just wants you to be ready. And that's what we teach our ministers at uh, our church. So I'm always constantly, because he said, you should be developing a, really a word every week. I says, you're absolutely right. So when I'm going through that and actually doing that, all the words that are coming up right now is basically whatever is going on in this moment and how does it apply? Uh, because God wants to get a message out to his people. Like, listen, the way we're doing it right now, that ain't it. <laughs> He's upset. People using his name out of line right now. All in the name of God, but keep your mask on. What? Not not my God. <laughs> not my Jehovah Roth the healer. Not my Yahweh. No, 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 no. Not my Jehovah sick and new. Not my shield. Not my buckler. Not my strong watchtower. Not the one that I seek refuge in. Not my rose of Sharon. No, 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 no. Not my table of presence. No, 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 no. Not the true vine. Not the vine dresser. Not the alpha. Not the omega. No, no, not my God. Oh, boy. I'm in so much trouble right now. Joshua. 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it all day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by mercies of God, to present your body a living sacrifice. What? A living, see? This is where you got to make sure you're doing it right. A living and holy sacrifice, which is acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that we may prove. See, this is my problem right here. This is what the church is forgetting right here. This is what our world is forgetting right now. This is why we have to treat one another correctly the way God says right here and stop having division and little petty arguments with each other so that we may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect, period.
That is what we should be doing right now as the body of Christ. But we arguing over mask and no mask. Get out of here with that. Are you serious? We have reduced everything to a mask, no mask. That's where your salvation lasts. Are you serious right now? Let's talk about how we gonna help heal these people, help them transform. And it ain't in no mask right now. People need hugs right now. People need to be touched right now. People need to be healed right now. And right now they need to learn especially how to treat one another, how to love one another in this moment. I'm telling you guys, we off message right now. We so off message. We in left field somewhere, man. It's like we just, uh, like James said, man, we didn't look in the mirror and forgot exactly what we look like. Like we just left the Bible on the table. It's on the coffee table. You know, the books that's on the coffee table just look nice, but you never really pick them up anymore. Yeah, that's what we've done with our Bible. Oh man, I feel the trouble. I think my phone's gonna ring. I mean, I'm gonna get texts. I'm gonna get something, man, because I know I'm in serious trouble. But you know what? Let's keep going. Second Corinthians 10, four through five says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. So, and some texts also say strongholds. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's one thing we definitely not doing. Every thought is not being held captive to the obedience of Christ at all. Every thought is captive by the news. Every thought right now is being captive by the CDC. Every thought is being captive by the Black Lives Matter movement. Every thought is being captive by everything else except to the obedience of Christ. It's heartbreaking, y'all. And we just having a conversation. But it is what it is. These are the facts right now, and they are undisputed. Meditating on God's word, the second thing, develops the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 and 5 says, have this attitude in yourself, which is also put in Christ Jesus. Let me give you some examples outside the word so you can see some other people's opinion of what's going on, how it looks right now in the world. Uh, there's a book. It's called uh, Kingdoms in Conflict, uh, written by uh, a guy named Chuck Colson. He states and says, wise men and women have long recognized uh, the need for transcendent authority of religion to give society its legitimacy and essential cohesion. One of the most vigorous arguments was made by this guy named Cicero, who maintained that religion is, and I quote, indispensable to private morals and public order, and no man no man of sense will attack it. So basically he's saying, listen, uh, you, you, we, there's no way you can go get rid of quote unquote religion It's indispensable because it's attached to our morals and keeps public order. Then he says, you'd be crazy to even try to attack it. Then, and furthermore, he says, in the West, primary civilizing force was Christianity. According to a historian, Christopher Dawson, Christianity pri provided a transcendent spiritual end which gave Western culture its dynamic purpose. It furnished the soul for Western civilization and provided its moral legitimization. See, look, look don't, don't be trying to pronounce these big words, y'all. I'm telling you. The American experiment. Here we go. And limited government was founded on 
this essential premise. Watch this. Its success depended on transcendent reference point and a religious consensus. John Adams writes, in our constitution, which really wasn't, black people were not included in, but that is a whole nother story, says our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is holy, it is holy, it is holy. Holy mean W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy inadequate for the government of any other. Credited much of America's remarkable says to its religious nature, it was later called a nation with the soul of a church. So basically, John Allen was saying our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. Well, uh, that's kind of shoddy uh, in itself because y'all may have great intentions, but it couldn't be uh, for moral and religious people because one, uh, if that was so, you wouldn't have exiled or committed genocide on the Native Americans. So you just did a, a Nino Brown uh, in New Jack City and gangstered the whole thing. Then uh, you made the Mexican community sell out uh, their people and also their states to join the United States. Then you got, had to get somebody to build this whole thing. So then you went over there to make deal with the Africans to basically which were the tribes that lost and brought them over here. Because you just heard me say in August this of uh, 2020 was the 401st year for when the first slave ship hit America. So when you talk about our constitution was made on a moral for a religious people, ah, it's kind of shaky. That's why people don't believe in the constitution right now. That's why people won't even read the constitution right now. Because it really wasn't for black people at all. It really wasn't for Native Americans. It really wasn't for Mexican Americans right now. It was for the Euro. It was for white people at that time. Oh boy, they don't like me right now. Later, let's continue. This is going to all make sense here in a minute. Later on in the same chapter, Colson makes the important crucial analysis. He says the shockwaves that threaten the very foundations of our culture today then emanate from society's failure to understand man's need for God and the Christian's failure to accurately present Christ's message of the kingdom of God. That is major right there. That is that we are still suffering from that today. It is bewildering. And I quote, he says a paradox that one third of all American adults claim to be born again Oh my goodness, y'all, here come the hammer, and yet fail to impact our society, which becomes sicker and more corrupt by the day. Listen, don't get mad at me. This is one of those things when Paul says, I speak as a man, this is a guy, he says, basically, let me tell you what it looks like right now. He says, it's bewildering to him, the paradox that one third of all American adults claim to be born again. Meaning they, hey, they they repented. They says, listen, I'm gonna make a lifestyle change. I'm gonna do it the way God says to do it. I'm gonna be like Christ. And it says, and yet to fail, they fail to impact our society, which becomes sicker and more corrupt by the day. In John Woodruff's book called Renewing the Mind in a Secular World, Mr. Gallup Jr. is quoted saying, America, in 1984, appears to be confronted with a great paradox. 
religion is growing in importance among Americans, but morality is losing ground. Come on, y'all. We are there right now. My man said last night when we Bible study, when you talk about morals, lawlessness, and all that kind of stuff right now, he says uh, shootings are up, crime is up 177%. He says the police are not doing anything. They are going from hood to hood, just shooting people, and nobody's coming to say nothing. Oh my goodness. Also, it says, are we troubled by this paradox? And then here's the thing. If we aren't, we should be. And why is it? As evangelical Christians who make up one third of the population of this country have not had a greater impact on our society. Where are the people to have an impact on our society right now, y'all? And it starts with individuals. Don't rely on a church. Don't rely on a pastor. Don't rely on a bishop. It starts with each and every one of us on how we treat one another. Here's another question. Is it not because so many within the body of Christ have failed to respond to God's call and take on the challenge that God has given us as his people? We're failing, y'all. We're failing to do it the way God says do it. We have lost our way when you talk about how to treat one another. Or here's another thing. He says many are troubled, but the majority are not. Why are we not troubled? I know we all up in arms about Black Lives Matter right now. I know we all, you know, and it's sad. Look, I get, I get it. I want the the, the ones that killed Breonna Taylor uh, to be arrested and convicted as they should be. And you got people still dying every single day that are not, things are not being reported. Those are just the ones that we know about. There's, this is happening all over. But why are not we're not upset? Why are we just really just to take advantage of the moment so we can get our face in the camera or so we can be glorified or worshiped at that moment for somebody that's standing up our next civil rights person that that's all it's about then don't even give me talk about these elect election candidates that they're really just trying to seize the moment uh right now you got on uh, the democratic side they don't even like black people and one person is black don't even like black people matter you and you know that by looking in both of their lives they don't even like black people then you got the president right now He's, he's come out and said, I don't like black people, but he really kicks it with black people. And then uh, he don't like Latino people because you see what he's doing to that. But he caters to a prejudice market. But we want to pick sides on that. But we're not upset about the bigger issues, the godly issues. Understand this, though evangelical Christians affirm that the Bible is an infallible rule, watch this, for faith and practice. Many of them compartmentalize their faith in such a manner that biblical teachings do not affect the way they live on a daily basis. They profess sound evangelical doctrine, but betray those confessions by their deeds. They do not consciously seek each day to live under the direction of biblical ethics. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you what the man said that I'm just saying, y'all, we got to look at that. He, he didn't even take it from the word. He just said, hey, look, this is what's going on right now. He said, and I'm going to read that statement to you again. It says, though, evangelical Christians affirm that the Bible is an infallible rule. Listen, we got bishops on bishops saying that all day, every day. Then for faith and practice. So he's saying that we all agree on that. Now he's saying many of them, we compartmentalize it. 
faith in such a way of in the manner that biblical teachings do not affect the way we live so they said what he's saying is he's noticing that we can preach it really well but actually doing it nah that's a totally different thing he's saying our ethics is off we're preaching it good but we're not doing it too well oh my goodness here's another thing as believers we are not sheltered from the enticing messages of our society, nor are we immune from the intoxication of unrelenting activity. We may yield to those pressures far more than we ourselves sometimes recognize. It would be easy for a spirit of worldliness to have entered our very being. Come on, y'all. Come on, whether you agree with it or not. Can we take a real look at how we treat one another right now? So he's saying even we can preach it. And he said, we can just go down the line and be accurate with it, with the doctrine, keep it in context. But he's saying the application part of act us actually doing it is way off because we compartmentalize it. We said, uh, we can take this piece right here and not this piece. Uh, you know what? It doesn't take all this much to do all this. We could just do it this way a little bit. And, you know, we can skim off the top over here. That's what he's saying, y'all. And that's what's going on right now, how we treat one another. This is how it's affecting because everybody got a different way of doing it instead of the way God wants to do it. Remember, I always say when I counsel couples, there's always his truth. Then there's her truth. And then we have the truth. Can we all get down to the truth right now? Can we just leave just your personal opinions? Let, let, let me hear them if they're legitimate. And don't let your first words, whatever side you're on, whether you're for Dr. Fauci or not, let's not that be the first one, or I heard, or my mama or TT and them told me. No, let's not that be it. Tell us, uh, let's explain and talk. What are your legitimate concerns? And then why don't you listen to the other person's legitimate concerns? And then let's go from there. Come, let us reason together. That is so big right now in this moment of what is going on in our world. It don't matter whether it be COVID, whether it doesn't matter with social unrest, whether it don't matter with this election, it don't matter. How we treat one another is going down the drain right now and it all falls in line with end times. I think I need to do another conversation on end times right now to blow it up even bigger for everybody else because this is affecting how the enemy can come in. This is That's why I say, and this is free, when you look at... Uh, businesses right now when it says no mask no entry and if you want to know about end times just replace no mask no entry put replace it no mark no entry so if you don't have the mark of the beast you will not have be able to buy or sell uh and that's in the bible and that's where we're getting to. That's why the indoctrination process is happening right now. That's why people are dividing sides right now. That's why if you don't have a mask, those are the people usually that's going to take the mark and then tell on the people that don't have the mark. Oh boy, somebody didn't like that right now, but that's what it's indoctrinating you for. Oh, oh, that was free, y'all. I'm going to leave that alone right now. Understand this. Christ taught Christians are to serve as salt, light in the world. You can find that in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. But salt can lose its savor and light can be dimmed. It is quite possible that we are experiencing a loss of spiritual power because we are not yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Little wonder we have lost some of the saltiness and the light. And, and the thing about it is the reason why you light salt and seed when you talk about the saltiness, uh, salt makes you thirsty. 
You never notice when you drink something that's salty, it makes you thirsty. Well, because we're all light, salt, and seed, because you are salt, based on your lifestyle, you're supposed to make somebody thirsty for the word. And based on our lifestyles right now, when it's talking about a church as a body or, or individuals, right now, there are some people, man, that have lost their saltiness. You're not making nobody thirsty for nobody's word, especially not even God's word. And I'm telling you, y'all, it's eroding at our church. It's eroding at uh, uh, our nation right now. It's eroding in many different cultures right now. Listen, I said on the last conversation we had, the enemy is winning. He's winning right now. Even though God is overall, we already have the victory, but he's winning right now, right now. He's winning this battle, but we're going to win the war. But we can turn around this battle right now if we just start treating one another the right way, the godly way. Oh my goodness. I hope I have some friends left. Man, can somebody just go on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D and just put hashtag this is a day I love you or something, man. Just give me an encouraging word right now. I feel lonely right now. Man, is this making any sense? Just tell me something, y'all. Oh my goodness. Understand this. We cannot change the world because we are too much like it. The challenge is keeping a godly mind in a modern America has overwhelmed us. Our minds play an exceedingly large role in our Christian lives. It is in our minds that some of our fiercest spiritual warfare take place. Y'all, y'all, that is one of the truest statements that is out there right now. And I'll say it again, our minds play an exceedingly large role in our Christian lives. It is our minds that some of our fiercest spiritual warfare takes place. Listen, understand this, this between the God and the devil. It's a battle for your mind because that's where your will is. So what happens is everything is going to start there, even though your issues come out of your heart because out of the heart come the issues life out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. You got to understand our minds play exceeding a large role and our lives of how we treat one another. It is our minds that some of our fiercest spiritual warfare takes place. Listen, we already got it set up in our minds, ladies and gentlemen, of how we already feel and not letting the godly way enter how we should feel. It is messing up the way God intended everything to be. We are intended to be in relationship versus social distancing. We're intended to be uh, where two or three are gathered in his name, there he's in the midst. We're intended to be forsake, not the assembly of ourselves. We're, it's intended for us to be together. It don't matter what's happening in the world. Humanity will find a way to connect. We are supposed to be connected. And it breaks my heart. And I know it's got to break God's heart. It breaks my heart when mothers are telling their children, don't come home. When mothers won't even uh, say, listen, it's okay, baby. You always got a place here. I love you no matter what. People ain't willing to die for each other right now. Oh my, oh, I'm going to leave that alone. Oh, I'm doing a dance right now. I'm sorry. I, li listen, listen. That's what I heard them say right now. Because back in the day, mama, like I told you, Mama, no matter if you was coughing, sneezing, barfing, vomiting, whatever, it was always a place at Mama's. So mama would always take care of you no matter what, but not now. The battle is in the mind right now. That is what all of this fear campaign on the news is about. The battle for your mind. The mask is only a placebo, y'all. It's only a placebo pill. The mask only makes you feel comfortable. 
and you're supposed to make the other person feel comfortable. That's all it is, y'all. But the real battle is beyond the mask. What's behind the mask? And really, what's in your mind right now? That's where the battle is right now. That's where you, where your fear turns in for either being afraid or turns into the spirit of fear. It all starts in the battle of your mind. But how can you calm that down? That's why Jesus says, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. If we do it the way Jesus did it, if we do it the way God says do it, come on, y'all. Philippians 1.27 says, and only conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Listen, y'all, when you talk about with one mind means having the mind of Christ, doing it the way Jesus says do it. What do you think how to treat one another is about? It's about how Jesus treated everybody else. Even though he was 100% God, 100% in his 100% man in his hypostatic nature all at the same time. Jesus always worked in unity of purpose to promote uh, the gospel. Therefore, gird your minds up for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus the Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. In other words, don't allow your past patterns and the present pulls of the world to pull you back into your old way of life. One dominated by the wrong values. Y'all, we've been pulled back into that old self, y'all. And whether it be purposely or unpurposely, that's what's going on right now. The survival of the fittest is going on right now. Self-preservation is going on right now. But not love your neighbor as yourself right now. Not treat others as you would want to be treated right now is going on. This is the way God intended it, y'all. Both of these passages center on our thinking, on what we think and how, because this is so important to what we do. Christians face a major problem. They receive too much of their mental input from the world. Uh-oh, I need to stop right there because that even convicted me, y'all, right there. Christians face a major problem. They receive too much of their mental input from the world and too little from biblical sources. Up to 90% of the information they sort in their mind is controlled by presuppositions, antithetical to a Christian viewpoint. Therefore, they must increase the amount of time spent in genuine, rich fellowship with other Christians, and they must work for better experiences in their devotional life. Don't get mad at me, y'all. It says, therefore, Christians must increase the amount of time spent in genuine, 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 rich fellowship with other Christians. And they must work for better experiences in their devotional life. Don't get mad at me. I'm only the messenger. I know in some countries the messengers get shot, too. I know because even in Sparta, a messenger is responsible for his words. And I get that. I get it. But listen, it is what it is, y'all. That is such a profound statement right there. Also, the greatest need that we all have or should have is to commune with God daily on the basis of his word. Here's the greatest threat. 
our failure to meditate on his word that we might live by it. Oh my goodness. Following a mental health and maturity survey, uh, when you talk about seminary and things like that, uh, here's a guy named Paul Meyer and he summarized a few things. And I'm just gonna go over a few right now and we're done. It says, even though trusting in Christ is all that is needed to obtain eternal life, experiencing the abundant life of Christ promised in John 10, 10, and experiencing the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, and peace, rather than bitterness, depression, and anxiety are dependent upon a renewing of the mind. Next thing, number two, he said, renewing the mind can come from various sources, such as confrontation by loving friends, about personal blind spots, therapy with a Christian professional counselor, conviction from the Holy Spirit, confrontation with the scriptural uh, principles in sermons or seminars, uh, and daily meditation on scripture. He also says, and which is very helpful as well, he says renewing, which is three, renewing of the mind is a continual process continual process, a continual process, a progressive sanctification requiring continual, preferably daily input from God's word. Y'all, who are you getting any input from God's word daily? Or are you getting your daily word from CNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, Fox News? Is that where your daily words come from? Are you getting it from your cousin, TT and them, Ray Ray? Shay Shay and all of them, you getting that's where your daily word come from. Are you getting a daily word, your input, the good news from God's word daily? Listen, let me help somebody. This is free. Uh, you want to get your daily praise and also your daily wisdom? There's 150 Psalms. So basically, uh, you can take 30 days, uh, calendar days, and read five Psalms a day. Then, whatever day is on, so uh, whether let's just say it's the first of October or whatever day it is, you would read that Proverbs of that day because there's 31 Proverbs. Also get some wisdom. You read that day's chapter of Proverbs. So if it's on the first, you read Proverbs one. If it's on the second, you read Proverbs two. If it's on the 10th, you read Proverbs 10 and do that daily. And then you'll start getting in a practice of, of getting your praise in because David, listen, he, he was a worshiper. He, he knew how to praise God. Then also you're getting your wisdom for the day as well. And then you can expand uh, if, if as everyone should be and get more in depth in a word. But that's just something that everybody can do daily. Doesn't take no more than 10, 15 minutes. Number four, daily meditation on scripture with personal application is the most effective means of obtaining personal joy, peace, and emotional maturity and emotional maturity and emotional maturity. There is so much emotional immaturity right now. It sickens me. That's why I, it's, it's a good thing that we are quarantined and not around people because just their emotional uh, uh, immaturity is just astounding right now. Also, on the average, it takes about three years of daily scripture meditation to bring about enough change in a person, thought patterns, and a behavior to produce statistically superior mental health and happiness. Ladies and gentlemen, understand this. Without biblical meditation, 
we fall into the trap of religiosity or going through the motions of religion without really dealing with our lives. What God has called us is not to simply overt conformity to a set of moral rules, standards, and actions of service. Instead, he has called us to a heart of relationship with him through Jesus, through the word, and the power of the Holy Spirit. This means change in our lives from the inside and out, changes in our values, sources of trust, and our purposes for living in the way we handle our life. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray. Woo! I know this was a tough one. I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 12 of how to treat one another. I thank you all for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. We only have really one more show in this series, and then we'll be moving on to our new series, our new conversation on spiritual gifts versus talent. There's a lot of people that have been asking for that, so we're going to dive right into that, your difference between your spiritual gifts, what they are, and having talent. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just one. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically take 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding. Then practice implementing what you have learned. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for good. A special thanks to my man KC at IM Music Group, Kevin Clayton. Thank you for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. She does an amazing job. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. I thank you for the love and support. My man Frank Holder and also Bernadette Holder, Frank Nitty and Coco B. Love you guys. Also, Alex Teamer, a.k.a. 18 for the Baselines. Also, Pastor Warren Camel. That's my pastor. I love him. Also, Lena Bird Miles for This Is A Day intro. Also, get up mornings with Erica Campbell. That's my first lady. Love her. Special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. And you can always follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any of your subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on my Facebook, Instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.